When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You've been lost in the woods for hours now, stumbling around in the dark. You come around the bend and see two people roasting marshmallows over a roaring fire. They see you coming into the clearing and gesture over to pull up a log. Welcome to Campfire Ashes. I'm Paul. And I'm Jess. Join us as we tell each other our originally written spooky stories around the campfire and then dive into the lore and legends that inspired them. Is it something that goes bump in the night? Is it something menacing lurking past the tree line? Or is it just weird and otherworldly? You'll find it here on Campfire Ashes. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, or right here on the Geekscape Network. are so excited to have a guest with us today. So it's excited. our first time meeting this guest, but I'm going to give a quick background story uh, to lead into this. So I read the book Seriously Al, which I had been talking about on a couple episodes already, and I had posted about it on my Instagram story saying, hey, I just finished reading this book, and my friend Kat messaged me and was like, yo, that's Kelly Phillips who did the cover, she's a Philly girl. And I thought, well, then I have to reach out and see if this this Philly native wants to uh, be a part of this podcast. And to my surprise, Kelly responded super fast. So Kelly, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, what a way to say that I'm not cool. <laughs> Listeners, you should have heard all the Philly lingo that was being dropped before we went live. I, I just had to sit here and wait for it to be over. Yeah, we were begrudgingly talking about Delco, just to gatekeep. Exactly. <laughs> well, while we're talking about Delco and uh, Philadelphia, let's keep that going just a little bit to talk about Weird Me, the graphic yes. novel that you sent both of us. I read it last night. As you know, because I was texting you in real time, like, oh, we got to get you on for lasagna in the future. Like, it's a great book. But tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, thank you. And thank you for having me on. Uh, I'm always excited to talk about nerdy topics, and especially this nerdy topic. Um, <laughs> as, as you can see, I dedicated a whole uh, couple of years of my life to making a comic book about him. Hmm. But yeah, Weird Me is the story about how when I was a teenager, I ran a Weird Al fan site. And this was, you know, at the turn of the century. Um, and the only way that I could really think of to express my new and undying fandom for Weird Al was to learn how to build an HTML-based website. Um, so the, the comic is really a memoir about that period of my life uh, and all of the different concerts that I went to, the antics that uh, I got involved with, the people that I met, and then... Um, it also tells about how I started to fall out of my my very active Weird Al fandom and how later in life I 
re rediscovered and rekindled that joy and have now uh not let go even a little bit <laughs> since then <laughs> i think your story is relatable to me because i think a lot of us have gone through that that arc with al and the only other thing i can think of that people can go through that arc with where it's like something you love as a kid and then you get into like the very judgy like middle school high school era where you kind of push it aside but then like you're in college discovering who you are and you're like, fuck it. This brings me joy mm-hmm. is like weird. Al. And I, I say it a lot with the Muppets too. I feel like the Ooh. Muppets is one of those things that like, it's real tough to survive middle school and high school rocking some Muppets <laughs> gear, <laughs> but like, yeah, ultimately I, people love it. I definitely <laughs> took the hard road in being super into weird Al in middle school and high school. <laughs> and I think it was my, my college years where I dropped off because, you know, I got busy with, being a new adult but then yeah you know it's it's these things that kind of get relegated to either like super nerds or or kids you know and then it really takes i think a a well of of self-awareness and and self-kindness to say you know what i still really like this thing and i don't care at all if people do not like that i like this thing it's fun i'm happy and deal with it totally uh the very relatable i i think very very similar thing happened with me well, and you, yeah. you the, also the time period makes a lot of sense, though, which yeah. is worth addressing because, you know, your peak of fandom was during Running With Scissors and there was a really long lull because Poodle Hat like got no publication or press mm-hmm. at all when it came out. So I feel like that whole era, a lot of people missed until until later when like perform this way and stuff was like becoming more mainstream again. Yeah. I think I missed the entire like Alpocalypse era mm. and it was, oh. a, it was an album even that I had to go back and revisit because I, I had gotten it at the time and kind of just passively consumed it, but hadn't really dedicated the the same amount of time and attention to it that I had everything previous to that. I was going to ask you about your connections with Weird Al, but obviously we kind of covered that with Weird Me. <laughs> but what I do want to know is more of your connections with the album Polka Party. Ooh, with Polka Party. Um, I actually took a note for myself on this because I, I was trying to recall, uh, you know, my first exposure with this album. And I remember that, you know, in the early, early 2000s, Um, I was going around with my mom to all the various stores that may or may not sell CDs to try and build up my collection of Weird Al albums. And Polka Party was the white whale of this whole process. It was by far the hardest album to find because I think most stores didn't want to carry many copies at the time. Uh, So I remember it being a big deal when I did finally track down a copy of this album. And uh, yeah, I think I unapologetically loved all things that Weird Al made equally when I first consumed them. This one was a big deal for me to find. And I think I I voraciously enjoyed it because it was such such a task to get it. In In a previous episode, we had discussed how... Well, I, I said that I had not heard this record until I was significantly older, because, again, mm. from the time period of like having to find CDs in stores, if you needed to hear stuff, there was no other way. And yeah. I didn't know this album even existed for a long, long time. I don't know about you, but I a lot of my intro was the compilations like the food album and the TV. album, And there's yeah. very little from this featured elsewhere. Uh, this is really yeah. like a lot of songs. Most songs on this record you will not find anywhere other than this album. Which is uh, yeah, which do, is wild. 
I do think it's interesting that I think the parodies on this album do not stand the test of time the way that the originals do. And Agreed. I think in a big way, it's because a lot of the originals that were parodied are songs that no one remembers. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure I've even heard some of them. We might get into this next week, but <laughs> yeah. while listening to this, I think I have found my least favorite Weird Al parody in doing Ooh. research on this. Hey, um, there you go. Ooh, that's a so teaser. So who knows? Yeah, watch out, Brady Bunch. <laughs> You're about oh, to be no. dethroned. <laughs> but let's talk about the song that you picked, which we actually have briefly mentioned already in a previous episode, which is Don't Wear Those Shoes, because... There's something very weird about this album, and I'm not sure if you... It, I'm sure you're aware of it, Kelly. But there are two original songs on Polka Party that are both inspired by kink songs. And this is the second one. <laughs> like, yeah, this one, like, loosely so, right? Like, it's, I, Well, it's... both of them are kind of loosely, because the other one we said is One of Those Days, musically, mm. is a riff on a kink song, too. This is exceptionally strange, where I feel like... This is a Kinks style parody. Like, it's not even a style parody. It's like he just lifted the intro of a Kinks song. Yeah, and wrote a whole song around Father Christmas. It's 100% Father Christmas. It is the craziest thing. (laughs) Um, And I mean, you know. That's it. It's only only the intro and and the beginning. It's really more about, because the. Like the notes of it are things that have come up before. It's just a very like, it's a very traditional like pop chord progression in this song. But the sound of those twinkly like piano keyboard bell sounds of Father Christmas by the Kinks is unmistakable. Like that is absolutely what the intro of this song and the intro of the Kinks song are sound so, so the same. And Al actually went into like so the the wikipedia i always read the wikipedia description of these songs because they're usually about a sentence long yeah uh, it says don't wear these shoes as an original composition but yankovic himself has admitted that the intro is inspired by the style of the kinks uh lyrically the song is a plea by the singer for his wife to not wear a certain shoe that he cannot stand so <laughs> the question is kelly oh, why this song I chose this song because you gave me a list of songs from this album that were taken, and they were all of the ones that you would probably want to talk about. (laughs) And I loved that this one is such a throwaway. It is is an unusual one. It's not one that you ever hear on like a a favorites list. Yeah, it's not Uh, talked about very much. It's not. So I wanted to talk about it. It's a bummer that it's not talked about enough because full transparency, this chorus slaps. This chorus is awesome. Yeah, (laughs) I think I think at least half of the humor of this song is that it's like a set piece into itself. (laughs) It is so overproduced. It is so orchestral and big and has the whole female choir. Uh, A lot of effort went into making this sound feel so robust and it's only about shoes. And exactly. self harm. <laughs> it's 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 an I love how much effort and energy went into the sound of a song that has very little substance. Yeah, this is funny because we talked before about, and I know it's different for different people, but when we did one of those days, I I said that there was something about that song that just didn't fully grab me. Like music, it just mm. wasn't as interesting as I wanted it to be. It's not bad. It just doesn't completely speak to me. And this song is the exact opposite, where I don't know why I enjoy this so much. 
Something yeah, about this, this song, is... maybe it is the absolutely ripping bass line from Steve J yes. throughout Dude. this entire song. It is the... glorious. You gotta this love any be an song that has like the song. bass drop. Oh man, yeah. it's great. This could be an instrumental song, and I would love it the yeah, same amount. Totally as I agree. Would, yeah. would totally agree. I think this is one of those songs that, like, if it's playing in the background, I'll I'll stop listening to the words and I'll just be like mm-hmm. enjoying the tune. Yeah, because it's it's a really well written. song. It's really well written. The melody is great. Again, it's a great hook in the chorus. I, um, yeah. I love, like you said, the way it's produced. Very over the top. Um, I think that's the other thing he probably took from the Kinks, right? It's just very like Father Christmas, super slick uh, radio production on this song, um, which, yeah, then coupled with these really bizarre, even for Al, lyrics on this song. <laughs> like, it's a very strange, you know, we've talked before about like the different types of thing that Al likes to write about. And this sort of, I guess, touches the same marker of the idea of the person like disproportionate reactions to things yes. <laughs> disproportionate reactions to inconveniences and in one of those days he is mildly annoyed that the world is ending and in this yes. song he is furious about <laughs> a pair of shoes so it's the, the the inverse these songs go well together actually i hadn't even thought about that until i'm talking this, this is a good pairing of these two original songs thematically i would also say though that this song kind of falls into a similar category as like i'll be mellow and when i'm dead where it's a very mm. list song it <laughs> like, is a list song like, that ooh, that's a genre that's within, a good yeah you're right for al a list here yeah like like thesis statement and now here are my bullet points this is the reason <laughs> yes. why i'm gonna ca- run them down yeah and i think even the subcategory is that this is one of his like I would rather do X amount of masochistic things to myself than some innocuous thing. Sure. Like it's very one, one more minute. minute. Yeah, exactly. Since you've been gone, yep. um, that it's like I would rather just you know be dead than than deal with this small inconvenience. Exactly. One of the things that jumps out at me is that one of the lyrics is just like you can listen to your twisted sister all night long, and. First of all, I feel like he mentions Twisted Sister again on another song somewhere else. I could be totally wrong. I'm always, I know for a fact that it's in a polka. Yeah, he does but, do Twisted ooh. Sister in a polka. I always am fascinated when he slams another artist in a, in a lyric. <laughs> too. Because it's so funny because he is so, by every measure in terms of his parody work, he his taste is all over the place. Like He just loves so mm-hmm. many different things and he'll parody almost anything. So then when he takes this opportunity to slam somebody, it's just like, oh, wow, that's so interesting. And and uh, yeah. yeah, I wonder if it's from the reputation because Twisted Sister is known for being so outrageous. Yeah. Like maybe it's just to play off of that that cultural image. Is it also that this is what I was thinking is Twisted Sister just a really funny name? Like it's <laughs> it is an incredible it's, name. It's like an incredibly funny. It certainly name. fits the lyric very well. Yeah, you're right about <laughs> like, that. And I guess at this be, time period, they were just really huge. You know, maybe it's a uh, yeah. uh, something we haven't gotten to yet, but it's like achy breaky song of just parodying the thing that is so <laughs> ubiquitous that it's like, how yeah. can you not? point out how ridiculous yeah, it, it can't is go unremarked. that everybody loves this for some reason just in the grand scheme of even like that genre like thinking of like hair metal bands and like glam rock and it's like motley crew poison like skid yeah. row twisted sister <laughs> it's also like, four syllables so yeah. i wonder if it just fits in really well yeah, yeah it's a, a very line. useful band yeah. name in that sense yeah. it's just very <laughs> lyrical <laughs> But yeah, that was the of all the lyrics that he listed that jumped out at me because also I'm just a fan of Twisted Sister. I'd be like, yeah, play Twisted Sister all night long. I'm not going to complain. Yeah, there you like, go. 
Yeah. And to like <laughs> totally over scrutinize this kind of a list where it's like, you know, physical harm, physical harm, physical harm, listening to Twisted Sister. I think that adds to that level of like, you know, you have high, 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 and then, you know, the little low, the little it's, it's Maybe almost, you can do that too. It's almost like, you know, it's a very popular like Simpsons joke, right? Where it's yeah. like, I always think of like the Arby's joke in The Simpsons, where it's like, I'm so hungry, I could eat at Arby's. Like after they're like, I could eat a bowl of nails. Like it is like you you escalate all these horrible things and then you add something that you just don't like that is like the yeah. most mild convenience and it becomes yep. like 10 times funnier. Yeah, it becomes a twist. <laughs> exactly. Like, that's, oh, I that's was so ready twist. for it to be like, listening to nails on a chalkboard but this yeah. this is what harms you is twisted sister all yeah. long. this is d snyder who all things considered seems to be a lovely human being in every possible way that a yeah. rock star so. from the 80s could I think be so yeah, yeah. <laughs> he made i love it out watching him right. take down conservatives on twitter like that's a delight <laughs> so, like, it's always going to get some a certain points. age in your life and maintain good opinions thank you <laughs> yeah yeah agreed exactly. agreed <laughs> <laughs> all right so I mean, the chorus, like we said, chorus is fantastic. It's a list song. Amazing kinks instrumentation throughout. Like you said, the bass line in this is insane. So I guess the question that we're left with is, why aren't more fans as overly enthusiastic about this or, song as the three of us Or are? another, like, why is Al? Because I also just checked. And this, as best I can tell, he has never played live. Ooh, ever. Interesting. Um, two legs of the Vanity Tour now, and they've never they've never done this song. Or back in the day, you know, when the record first came out. Although we did talk yeah. about how Polka Party did not have like a official tour of its own, like a headline tour. Um, right? Is this when they opened for the Monkees? That's exactly yes. right, Kelly. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> my um, but but I mean, Matt, you even talked about this on the Dog Eat Dog episode that when you saw Al, he actively said this is the best song on my worst album before playing dog eat dog so yeah. i think that he so this is a weird thing that was like my brain was going in a bunch of different places last night i'm doing research for this and then i'm also just like listening to my normal music that i have listening which is like a lot of 90s alternative because i haven't grown up since i was 16 <laughs> and, and my friends from red hot chili peppers came on this like 90s playlist that i had on and i'm like man this is such a good song and I started researching and like Red Hot Chili Peppers will not play any songs off the album that they did with Dave Navarro, regardless on like how big some of those songs were yep. and how popular some of those songs were. But like the interview that I read, because I was like, why? Like, I get it. It's you don't have your normal guitar player, but like some of these songs are really important to people. And it was uh, Chad Smith, the drummer, was just like, yeah, those songs just don't mean anything to us. Like, we don't connect to where we were in 1995 when we were writing those songs the way that we can connect to the songs we wrote in the 80s and and later on in our career. Sure. And I wonder if that's part of it, too. And and this is going to be a little bit of a sneak peek of what I really don't like about a future episode, uh, a future song. But, like... I feel bad for Al about this album. I don't think that this is Al's oh. worst album, but I feel like this is all of the albums that I think of that I consider some of Al's lower points all seem like ones where he's forced to hit a deadline against his will. And yeah. like mm. between the parody choices, we already went over like Scotty Brothers basically forcing him to do a Living in America parody for this one, which it turned out better yes. than you could imagine it turning out. Yeah. But like this feel this whole album feels like a rush job at points. And 
I think because of that, when you have a song like Don't Wear Those Shoes, Dog Eat Dog, and, you know, spoiler alert for a song I love in this album, Christmas at Ground Zero, like, those songs really rise to the top of this record because they really do feel like something that he put a lot of time and thought into the into the composition of, where maybe I... I don't feel that about some of the parodies that <laughs> that appear on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, even if the material is good, you know, there is definitely something to be said for Al might have some just bad memories attached to this time. And that alone can... Yeah, it's can, first miss. That alone can know? do <laughs> some damage to the way you feel about yeah. the material. It just might not um, be his favorite stuff to play because it's, uh, you know... Or uh, or we're projecting, and he also might just be like, no one cares about Don't Wear Those Shoes. Why would I play this live? No one's interested. Which, you know, if he does the uh, the Vanity Tour format again, I really hope he digs his heels in and goes, okay. You know, he, he always intros this, this set list yeah. with, these are my unpopular songs. Yes. I think he should really do the unpopular I, songs. Yeah, I agree. I, there's a handful of uh, originals that he has still not played live with all the vanity stuff that are huge and shocking. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've started to maintain my personal list of like, these are my, these are the ones that I would really, really someday love to yeah. see live. And I don't think I'll ever see them live. Yeah. And what's, I, what's one of the top ones in your list? I'm curious. Oh boy. Let me pull up the uh, spreadsheet that I made. Because <laughs> I'm a, a huge. I mean, I'll tell you right person. now, I know that he, they have never played everything you know is wrong. No, that is very that ranks because that high. is my number. I That's, I mean, obviously, yeah. things have been re ranked in ways that I never imagined just through the first four albums. But like, if you put a gun to my head and said, "What is your favorite Weird Al song?" That's the song that I'm going to say. Yeah, yeah. I actually just recently was uh, talking to someone else about our our top our five favorite Weird Al songs, and it was a grueling process for me. But that one, I think it made it to my two slots. And that's yeah. the, you know, I, I know that song ranks high for a lot of people. Yeah, and I wonder if it's just like so technically it, challenging it, it that is, they can't perform it. It is very one. challenging. I, I learned how to play it once, and, and it, it is a lot. Oh, yeah. It is a Kelly, lot. Kelly, I'm not sure if you're aware of this. So, so Matt over here <laughs> did, you know how we all went crazy during a pandemic? Um, <laughs> what? So... So Matt uh, is a full-time bass player. He plays for like the band Weedus. He plays for Mike Doty from Soul Soul Coughing. I almost said Soul Asylum. So <laughs> he was trying to expand his bass playing and went live on Twitch. And first he did every single Weezer song in a row nonstop on Twitch. And then he followed it up by doing every single recording from Weird Al Yankovic on bass <laughs> for like Something like eighteen hours. Like it oh was my God. closer to thirteen hours, but uh, thirteen hours. But, yeah, was a long only, time. only thirteen. That extra I know. Yeah, five yeah, was a was, blur. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, he had to take the time to literally learn the bass to every single one of these songs. You can find a YouTube video that there he made that's just stuff. highlights, yeah, yeah. but of all of it. But everything you know <laughs> is wrong. Was was very challenging. It took a long time, and I did think to myself, this is probably imagine. why they don't play this because this is like it's is intense. My yeah. favorite thing about your highlight video is like. <laughs> I think it's since you've been gone. There's one of them where there's no bass and you're just kind of standing there. (laughs) There are a couple with no bass. Since you've been gone has no bass. Uh, You don't love me anymore has no bass. There's like a a couple, yeah. And you're like, let it ride. This is where my fingies can take a rest. Exactly, exactly, yeah. But yeah, that's where I was like, oh, when I was like, I want to start a Weird Al podcast. I'm like, well, I know the man who probably knows this geography better than anybody now. <laughs> I'm looking at my list now of what other ones I would oh, love yeah, to see yeah. live. And I think I think the only other technically um, impossible one would be Genius in France. Yeah. 
I've yeah. I've thought of that one as another one that holy cow that like if I spent a month preparing I felt like three of three weeks were on that song. This is when you should have gotten the orchestra. So so actually yeah you know what that would have been interesting when he did the orchestra tour to try to pull off something like that. Yeah, make them do the work. Exactly. You know, the exactly. Yeah. Or give them some some help at least. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, Matt, are you ready to rank? I think Don't so. Wear those shoes? Yeah. I, and I'm. Uh, I'm 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 struggling to think of where to place this because it's so interesting because like we said it's sort of like it's both neither here nor there but also I really like it yeah it's like I I like it for all the reasons like not for the same reasons that I like other sure songs, yeah yeah, yeah. no in in the world oh, don't you his... worry Kelly you're gonna get to do some ranking too in a second. oh yes you you very <laughs> no. much are I think I'm putting it just below Midnight Star I think Ooh. under Midnight Star and. Uh, above Mr. Popeil. And actually, just looking at our list, we have different things, but I'm going to put it in the same space on my list. But for me, that is in between... uh, You know what? No, I'm going to go down one. I'm going to put it in between Slime Creatures from Outer Space and Buy Me a Condo. Okay. (laughs) Here we go. Buy Me a Condo was one that I recently saw live on the tour, and I was surprised that it was on the list. Yeah. No, we all, yeah. It's like, you pulled this one out. Yeah, we talked about, again, it's so interesting, the ones, I I love that. I have to say, I love that about the Vanity Tour, because that is like, it is probably a combination of him being like, well, here's ones I think people would want to hear, but also the ones that are interesting to him and the band that uh, have particular, um, that feels special in different different ways. Like I love the fact that they're doing. That seems like such a random one to do, but obviously they're totally. they're very but into it. But it's vanity. That's the only qualifier. It's vanity it's is the only qualifier. Yeah, it's him. that's you're, you're you're right. Who are we to judge his picks on the vanity tour? It's his tour. <laughs> we need to do a, a like a fan vanity tour where the fans get to vote <laughs> on the set. Oh lord, that would not turn out. No, well. I think they would regret that list. for sure. They would. <laughs> There'd be like that. three songs on it. Yeah, he'd be playing. He'd be playing Take Me Down every night. <laughs> now, do you remember a band called Weston? Weston? Yeah, they were like a... They were a Philly punk band, but they were like almost popular. Um, but I, I saw so. them do a... I saw them do a reunion show one time, and they did the wildest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> was Every person that showed up was literally handed a note card and a pen, oh and you could write down requests and throw them on the stage. And they did a full like two hour set of just picking up note cards and just playing whatever song someone had written on that note. See, that's exactly the sort of thing where depending on how you feel on stage is either the most fun idea or an absolute nightmare. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and I guess it, depending on the size of your catalog, that could be so untenable. Exactly, because if, if you're in Al, 90s, like, Al has too many strange songs that people like. His fans would, people would request. They would go out of their way to pick the most insane. Oh, absolutely! Thing I would troll the hell out. Yeah, of yeah. Be like, right. Here we go. It's like, all right, we, Al, we are play, '90s uh, punk band that put out three albums. I think it's yeah, easy to have a your catalog easier, memorized, as opposed to the crowd being like, "Yeah, Al, <laughs> now play." Yeah, it'd be like, do on the fly, do the three part harmony of since yeah. you've been gone. Now play Polkamon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> With no preparation. None. Play all. Ooh, just do an old polkas. Tour. Do all yeah. the. Oh my god. Oh my god. So only. There's that a guest be. that Holy I'm cow. trying to get on the show. Uh, it's a. He's a. I wouldn't say he's a friend. I've had him on a couple other podcasts, but I I enjoy him and his music. And he's uh he runs a band out of Ohio called the Chardin Polka Band, 
and they're like <laughs> they dress like punks you know what i mean like it's like cut up shorts and like you know bowler shirts and then you know whatever their logo is literally just like a skull and crossbones with an accordion in between the the crossbones <laughs> but they will literally play Oktoberfests where they do like two hour versions of a weird al polka where they'll Whoa. just be like this is our 90s polka set and they'll just rip through like 20 to 30 second increments of every 90 so song you satisfying. can think of. Wow. And I want to get him on for a polka because I know that Al is the inspiration <laughs> for that. Yeah. And I'm like, come on, dude, like, let's talk about it. Let's hash out how yeah. much this meant to you. All right, Kelly. So oh boy, we're a weird Al podcast. So we do weird things. One of the weird things that we do since Matt and I are doing all this rankings, we felt like we needed to give the guests something to rank. So, Every single guest who has come on the show <laughs> has been able to rank their pick against all of the other previous guest picks. So oh I'm going to read to you the list of in order from one to, I believe we're at 12 of songs that were picked. And then you will get to tell me where you want to put Don't Wear Those Shoes. But there's an additional caveat that after you place <laughs> your song... You can also move one song anywhere on the board if you think it's egregiously in the wrong spot. Oh boy, this is this is hitting a, a <laughs> dangerous vein in me where I don't like rules, but you've given me powers where I can cause chaos. Here we go. Some people oh, really this is the choose best. chaos. This is such a random list. I know. <laughs> our, our previous guest really had a. I, I forgot about the chaos he reigned at the end of that. <laughs> Living with a hernia. And he put his below, pick at the bottom below, and then still pulled Billy someone else. Wow. <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. You've been lost in the woods for hours now, stumbling around in the dark. You come around the bend and see two people roasting marshmallows over a roaring fire. They see you coming into the clearing and gesture over to pull up a log. Welcome to Campfire Ashes. I'm Paul. And I'm Jess. Join us as we tell each other our originally written spooky stories around the campfire and then dive into the lore and legends that inspired them. Is it something that goes bump in the night? Is it something menacing lurking past the tree line? Or is it just weird and otherworldly? You'll find it here on Campfire Ashes. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, or right here on the Geekscape Network. It is mind-blowing and heartbreaking how many original scripts are written every year but are never made. So we seek out these scripts and bring them to life with full audio production and professional actors. Check us out at Undiscover Scripts. Movies made of paper. Wherever you get your podcasts. Free! Uh, just a quick uh, lyric rundown because I, 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 we didn't talk about this and I th thought it was interesting. I'm always fascinated when Al mentions things that I don't expect and... One of the lines in this song, the you can scratch up my records and you can drink my booze, but baby, please don't wear those shoes. He does not reference drinking very much. That I also no, took doesn't. note of. Yeah, it's a rare. <laughs> and I, you know, I always think in these songs that Al's very I like his lyrics are very I me, but also obviously so many of his songs are about a character that he is portraying in the song. And it's not actually about him, but yes. still references to drinking are kind of rare. 
And also just a shout out for the stomp the poodle till it's flat line, which also is surprisingly grim. It's also an him. early poodle reference. An like early poodle reference, which does poodle yeah. references after poodle hat. Possibly the first poodle reference. Hmm. But uh, yeah, Al uh, suggesting stomping a poodle to death. Yeah, maybe it's one of the first uh, harmed animals that he calls. <laughs> yes, maybe, for. maybe. That's I'm, that's the other thing we should be trying to keep a running tally of is the types of songs Al writes. There's the types the of songs, songs yeah, exactly. There's the the torture to animals, songs. torture or just yes. general like absolute carnage in his yeah. lyrics. And yeah, I'm, and how that's many times the, does he like die or the world ends? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I always like in my mind, I know like he has such a dark sense of humor that I feel mm-hmm. like really has shaped my sense of humor from yes. growing up with it. And still, when I see lyrics just on a screen, I am like, oh, God, it yeah, it's really a very catches insidious me. kind of humor because he yeah. does still keep it very like PG or PG-13. But you can read the subtext under some oh, of them yeah, and be like, yeah, hang yeah. on a second. <laughs> and even yeah. now we're, we're still like, I feel like it just gets worse and worse as it goes. Like there's yeah. moments of it at this point in his career, but he really takes the, the plunge. Yeah, like well. <laughs> uh, we 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 talked about since you've been gone earlier, and I uh, yeah. recently drew the comic for that for the illustrated Al. And mm. when I was putting my my game plan together, I was really like, man, I'm having to just draw torture porn for this song. Like, it's just <laughs> him getting so hurt. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, over yeah. And over it's again. it's brutal. Yeah, I think we've talked about this before, but I don't think that it's. I don't think that it's an accident that the Venn diagram of like people who like Weird Al and people who like horror movies has like a very yeah. large cross- crossover appeal because he does have some violent horror inspired in his very very in innocent songs. If someone made a music video, it, it wouldn't even come out. It yeah. would be it, it would be too uh, too hot for TV. The good old 100%. the good old days music video is unairable. Oh boy. <laughs> Yeah, right, then that's so becoming I, an episode of Unsolved Mysteries. Exactly. So I get to place this song wherever I like, and then I can move another one wherever I want. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Yes. I think I'm going to place Don't Wear Those Shoes between between King of Suede and It's Still Billy Joel to me. Okay. Cool. Kind of low. And what's your next move? I'm going to move Girls Just Want to Have Lunch all the way to the bottom. <laughs> oh, where it belongs. <laughs> yes. I don't, I don't understand how uh, we have allowed that one to be in the top five for this shocking, one. A shocking, shocking opinion to say that that's better than both Eat It and Nature Trail to Hell. <laughs> when it's a song that if I could choose one to possibly erase from, from existence, it would be that one. Uh, if it makes you feel better, I think Al would say the exact I think same. Al would say, I was going to say, yeah. Thank you for fixing that because yeah, if yeah. Al ever swung by and looked at that list, he would be so mad at us. He would be extremely <laughs> confused. But you know what? I I do think that our guest, because both of us went into that episode planning to put it at the bottom of our lists, and it's not because our guest mm. really convinced us that the noticeably vocally annoyance in Al's performance of that song it like it's almost bordering on punk rock how begrudgingly he did that song i i think that parody has convinced me that i don't like the original either so. mm. no don't let that happen because it's, the, it's that definitely a song a, that when it comes on the radio which is all the time all the time uh, i always switch it off no yeah. no not we'll, we'll listen to she other songs anything. by her but maybe not <laughs> yeah I mean, Goonies are good enough. I think is low key her best song, but that's just me. Time also, after I have the exact time, same masterpiece. Cup. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's yes, so many. Let's, let's dig deeper into the the Lopper catalog. There you go. Maybe so I'll dig there's deeper. There's one last thing for you, Kelly. Um, okay. But 
You don't have to do this. But if you we know happen you don't like rules. to listen to any of our episodes, <laughs> we do let uh, guests tell us if they think that we were completely off base on an opinion on an episode Ooh, that they listen to. I do to. love judging people. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so doesn't like rules, loves judging people. Got it. Um, I have not had a chance to listen to the other episodes to get a feel for whether I am uh, completely at odds with any of your opinions, but I'd be curious to know right now what your top fives are. Okay, so we do it as parodies and original lists. Okay. Um, so for my top five parodies, it's Eat It at Five, Ricky at Four, Like a Surgeon at Three, I Lost on Jeopardy at Two, and Yoda at One. And for original songs, it's One More Minute at Five, Dog Eat Dog at Four, This Is the Life at Three, Nature Trail to Hell at Two, and Dare to Be Stupid at One. Wow. This is the life is an interesting one in the mix. I so my explanation on that is that my grandfather was a mummer and I grew up listening to a <laughs> lot of Dixieland and New Orleans jazz music in my life. Okay. So like I like the the uh Cole Porter esque uh like Broadway show throwback sound of that. And yeah. I'm just a fan of Johnny Dangerously. I think it's a funny movie. Johnny, um, yeah, it's it's a movie that I only saw because of this song. And... Same. <laughs> <laughs> it, it has some good gags. That's I think me I too. Like two me of too. The gags, yeah, and they're yeah. very, very. Yeah. Funny. I made Matt watch it for the purpose of the show, <laughs> and I didn't. I didn't hate it, but it. It was. Uh, I, I didn't love it as much as Matt does. I'm glad I okay. saw it one time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I go. own the DVD and have subjected people to it. But, <laughs> but I get it. Michael Keaton. You can't get enough. Oh yeah, agreed. exactly. Um, I'm never upset that Michael Keaton's on. Yeah, no, he can. You can read his taxes off to me and i'd be happy <laughs> uh yeah so my top five uh for parody uh five my malona four eat it three i lost on jeopardy two like a surgeon and one yoda and for originals five mr popeel four i'll be mellow when i'm dead three doggy dog two nature trail and then one dare to be stupid Nice. I'll say Mr. Popeil is your odd entry on your My originals odd one, yeah. list. I think I'm. I feel like I'm at odds with not being the biggest fan of that song, but having seen it live on this most recent tour, I think yeah. I found a new love for it. I especially love the way they do it live, where yeah. Jim and Steve have to be the the ladies <laughs> of the B52s. I love any time like, that they have to really strain vocally, yeah. to to match the vibe. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll say I don't have any strong judgment to lash at either of you for your list. Well, I'll, th- I'll throw this last one out there because it's actually my number six on the original songs, but it's it's been a hot topic of contention that I <laughs> okay. rank the song as high as I do. Number six for my original songs right now is Checks in the Mail. I fucking love that song. You know... I do like like I my brain is a constant Rolodex of just like dumb nonsense and that's, <laughs> that is a song that I'll sing to myself anytime I am waiting for a check in the mail. Yeah. <laughs> Which is not very frequent to be fair, but it always tickles me anytime that I'm just like, "Ooh, the check is in the mail." And then I kind of you know, just <laughs> bop around to that one. But yeah, I, I I I like that one. I think his whole first album has a very similar vibe to it and that one is squarely representative of the vibe of that album which i enjoy yeah i think that that first that we've we talked a lot on, so the funny irony of our show and we've talked about this before is matt and i sat down and recorded 
every episode for the first album because in our opinions we were like this album's super underrated but no one is going to want to come and talk about any of these songs <laughs> so we're not even going to waste time asking people to be a guest on the show oh, man and the amount of people when we reached out and was like hey what owl songs would you want to talk about the amount of people who wanted to talk about songs on that first yep. album was unbelievable oh, yeah. i would, I would want to talk about a got a boogie like a lot got a boogie Got he's a got a boogie fan. Matt does not like got a boogie, and we argue about it constantly. It's at the bottom of my <laughs> no. original song. Okay, you're you're very wrong about Thank that. Thank you, Kelly. Got <laughs> yes. a boogie, I think, is at yes. the top of my want to see it live list. Oh God! You know what? I would want to see got a boogie live, even though it's at the bottom of my original. God, that would be my such problem... a good one for vanity too. Yeah. Oh. Here's it's, here's it's I've just, said this a million times. Like the dumbest punchline possible. Yeah. Which but that's so that's my thing. Love. If Got a Boogie was like a minute and a half, I'd be like, this is great. But it's like almost three and a half minutes long. Because those other two minutes are them shredding. He's shredding on the accordion and the bass. Oh, it's just like a. Yeah, no, Got a Boogie is, I think, a 10 out of 10. I am very happy to have you on the show, Kelly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, Kelly, it was a ton of fun. We'll have you back on the next album to, to talk about the parody that broke <laughs> your your leg, essentially. Yeah, it caused a lifelong injury. <laughs> <laughs> that is, if that's not a teaser, I don't know what is, you guys. Yeah, Keep so, listening so stay, to our can, show. You can read all about it in my book if you want to be spoiled. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, read the book now so that you know for later. But if you And if you don't, you know what? If you don't read the book, this is your punishment. You have to wait. Yeah, and That's then it. Uh, I will. I'll just audibly tell you about my physical traumas. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> You've been lost in the woods for hours now, stumbling around in the dark. You come around the bend and see two people roasting marshmallows over a roaring fire. They see you coming into the clearing and gesture over to pull up a log. Welcome to Campfire Ashes. I'm Paul. And I'm Jess. Join us as we tell each other our originally written spooky stories around the campfire and then dive into the lore and legends that inspired them. Is it something that goes bump in the night? Is it something menacing lurking past the tree line? Or is it just weird and otherworldly? You'll find it here on Campfire Ashes. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, or right here on the Geekscape Network. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 